Hey there, today we're going to talk about Not Pounded by Anything by Dr. Chuck Tingle. Stay tuned. Welcome to season two of Our Secret Bookshelf. We're back with more fuckery and a new rating scale. I'm Faith. And I'm Jaylen. Please remember that this is for adult listeners only. We drink, we cuss, and we tell you all about the books that make us go, what the fuck? Welcome back. Yay. Woo! 2024. First like episode. It's been forever. It has. I'm like, we took a we, big break. We did. Mm-hmm. It was really nice to have lovely holidays. And mm-hmm. I read lots of books and mm-hmm. you sat on a lovely beach. I did sit on a lovely <laughs> beach. I read our first book, this book, primarily between the airplane ride to the beach and then sometime on the beach. So. I think I read mine in my recliner watching the snow while you were on a beach. I'm sorry. That's okay. I Next. really liked my recliner with oh, the snow. I really liked my <laughs> recliner on the beach with the waves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we're sending pictures to each other and yes. I'm like, here's yes. my morning. <laughs> it's all, all good. right. So we wanted to tingle in the new year with a Chuck Tingle book because Dr. Chuck Tingle. Um, he introduced us to this podcast. He his, did. His book, um, The Space Raptor Butt Invasion, season one, episode one, was just too enticing not to read. And we we're like, hey, let's do a podcast. Yes. And and so I think we've only had the opportunity to read one, maybe one or two other Chuck Tingle books. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. I think we did three last year. Yeah. So yeah. we returned to him every once in a while just because he started this yes. journey. He did. And I'm having a blast. So me too. We wanted to start out our season two. Maybe we'll make this a tradition and we'll do a Chuck Tingle book for our episode one every year. So we also so we're like, hey, we saw this book titled Not Pounded by Anything, which mm-hmm. the description said that there's no sex in it. So we're like, None. what is this going to be? How is there going to be a Chuck Tingle book without sex? And and no butt pounding. I mean, yeah, that yeah. that is a classic. Of that's the tingler. Ch- yeah, that's a tingler. Yes, yeah, which is a tingler. we will get to tinglers. Yes, yes. <laughs> so... Um, okay, so Not Patterned by Anything by Chuck Tingle. This is actually volume one. There's six tales in this book. Mm-hmm. There's a volume two. We did not read that, but it's another six not tinglers. I don't know if they're considered tinglers. They're supposed to be tinglers. I guess they're tinglers in their own way. Um, all right, so this was published June of 2019. It is 95 pages, but that's also because it's six little mini stories. So, um, and then also we both had the same thought at the beginning. He actually gives us his email address and we both had the same thought. We should email him. Yes. So I hope at some point he'll be listening to this and then he'll yes. see that we are true fans. Although I do wonder, I'm like, crap, going like thinking back to our previous episodes where we read his <laughs> books, were we ever mean? I don't know. I mean, we okay. did really criticize some of the logistics. Yeah, but I feel like books. when we criticized it, we criticized it in ways of trying to logistically figure yeah. out like the kissing thing. Because, I mean, that, that's yeah, what I do. With a dinosaur. I mean, any, yeah. I mean, any any smut book that I read, I'm always like, how, how does that work? Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to do that when it comes to a raptor and like yeah. raptor lips. Like raptor kissing man. Like where, how, where, where are the lips? 
are there yeah. lips? No, they have a snout. Yeah. Okay. Why we digress. So okay. um, <laughs> we are going to email Chuck Tingle and we do hope that he listens to this podcast at some point. It would be awesome if you emailed us back. So yes. if you're listening, Chuck Tingle, we've even talked about, we would love to see him at like a Comic-Con and in his book, he talked about a, like a yes, Chuck Tingle con. <laughs> we would go to a Chuck Tingle con. I think, we, I think, I think we would definitely do yes, that. Yes. All right. So our ratings, we've got 4.19 stars. It had 59 ratings and 13 reviews. I was very disappointed that there were no comments on the one mm. stars. So very boring star reviews for you folks. Um, our five star, there was one that said, guys, this is art. Mm. And then another that said, as an asexual person, I've rarely felt so seen and understood while reading a book. I love yeah. that review. Yeah. And I, I mean, both of these. Yeah. And I, I would agree. At first I was like, are these jokes? Like, what do you mean? And then now that I've read them, I'm yes. like, this was art. I fucking loved this book. I did too. And I was, I was kind of shocked at how much I loved it. Yeah. I told you I was on the plane and my husband was like next to me and I'm, I'm reading it. And you know, you can't really talk to people on the plane because it's so loud. We both have our um, noise canceling headphones in. And I just kept wanting to show him <laughs> parts of the book. So I'm like, you gotta read this. This is like so awesome. It was great. And I have a couple of people that I actually want to recommend this book to, or like maybe one of the short stories to, just because the themes yes. are amazing. Yes. They're amazing. So, well done. Yes. Well done. We're, we're kind of starting off with this, like you already know, we like this. Yes. So, um, All right. So let's jump in. We've got book one and this one is titled Not Pounded in the Butt by Anything and That's Okay. That is totally okay. We start off um, with Ken. And Ken is at home and he's getting ready. He's doing all his normal routine stuff. Although I do want to point out he ate a cereal with chocolate milk. Yeah. I have there never. There is a theme of chocolate, chocolate milk throughout this entire book. But, but also there is one too with the, what was that? The Dillbot. Adams. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. With the Dillbot moment. Yes. There was also so, chocolate milk in that. So maybe Chuck really likes chocolate milk. I think he just puts these little Easter eggs in, in these different books that are like certain things that maybe are kind of tingler-esque things <laughs> like they're they're things that are his so cereal yes. with chocolate milk the guy is like talking about he has this big presentation and he walks out and the parking lot is like empty yep. and he's like what the hell what's going on and he realizes like he didn't change his clock or something yeah it's daylight savings time yeah and so he looks at his phone he's like shit it automatically updated mm -hmm. but my wristwatch didn't because he has old school yeah, yeah. So now he's like, I'm an hour late. And he really wanted that extra time to prepare yes, for this presentation. Yes. So he takes off and he is speeding and he gets pulled over oh. <laughs> by the police. No, 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 no. Just, it's the unicorn butt cops highway patrol. <laughs> I got there and I literally was like, unicorn butt cops. Oh, okay. It's a Chuck Tingle book. Of yes, course. Of course it of is. Course. Um, and it really sets you up for, I mean, there's lots of these little things where like in a regular Tingler book, mm -hmm. it would have set up to, all right, we're jumping into the sex scene. And then it like doesn't go there. And it's no. like, wah, wah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's this whole thing like there's sexualized language in there. Well, he's like and shirtless <laughs> and he's ripped. He's like this ripped uniform butt cop. Yeah, because that's that's what cops look like. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> and he's like, "Can I do anything to speed this up? Can I do anything? It would have been more desperate than that. Yes. Hey, let's be real. Can I do anything, anything to speed this up? And the Eurocord cop and he's is like, like, "Well." Just Maybe. don't do it again. And then he's like, yeah, don't do it again. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so a promise is a promise. He does not speed the no, rest of the no. way to work. And he gets there. And he's only a little late. So he has a boss. <laughs> and again, I love Chuck because his boss is a Bigfoot. I'm like, did I write? Where did I? His name is Mr. Blonto. I know, but like, what am I, what did I write down here? Oh, I skipped all of that. I started talking about trip from the library. But yeah, so I also noticed there was this moment with his, um, yeah, he's a Sasquatch, right? Yeah. Yes, his boss. But there's this moment when he comes in and his boss is like looking at him like, you're late. But there's this moment that I'm like, in a regular smut book, um, the like there would be this like hot for boss type moment where like the mm -hmm. boss like yep. gruffs and looks in and, and then it's like this internal dialogue of I'm gonna like discipline her later type thing and that's yep. the vibe I get when he gets he comes in late and his boss kind of gives him this like gruff look yeah. and everything I was like oh if this was a smut book she would have gotten disciplined later I mean I know it's a male yes. main character but usually that's what happens it's like the boss is a man and the woman is like the lady coming in late or whatnot. So, so before we get to the library, she says your next person. Yes, I know. I was like, I didn't write anything about this meeting. Well, so yeah, so we have talked the meeting because his big presentation. Yes, <laughs> I, I think I wrote it down. A Tingle Land. Yes. He, oh, yes. I just skipped over it. Yeah, yeah. Presentation is for Tingle Land. Yes, an adult-based theme park based on Doctor Doctor Chuck <laughs> Tingle's books. His um, work, his yeah, work, his tinglers. This is where but, we get but the it talks tingle. about his work, not just books. And right. here it's like Dr. Chuck Tingle is like has this really amazing work that he does. Yes. And so we're going to have a unicorn land and a living object land and a dinosaur land and a Bigfoot land. I yeah, love it. Yeah. And he was like, but not. And so his boss is like, wait a minute. How are we going to have these rides with sex? In yeah. Them? All like, this how sex. is this going to work? Yeah. And he's like, but not all Tingle books have sex. Yeah. See, and I wrote that down. I just, it was such a little thing that I just skipped over it. But yeah. And so he argues that not all Tinglers are yes. about sex. And I'm like, well, I haven't read one yet. Right. Well, yeah. Yet. Now, now we have. <laughs> and so his boss says, I'm going to need oh, a lot sends, more. He sends everybody away. Yes. And he's like, he's like, everybody leave the room except for Ken. And so, and then he's like removing his shirt tie mm -hmm. or his tie and he's like loosening his shirt. And it's like, of course this would have gone into a sex scene. And he's like, he's like, wait, he's like, I gave you all of these examples. He's like, but I'm going to need more. And so it's like, oh, okay, here it is. But you know, it's not because you know, yeah. I'm like, where, where's Chuck going with this? Well, We're he's on a first name basis now. He's, he's going with. I want 10 designs by tomorrow. Yes. And so it's like, crap. Now he's alone. Yes. So, yeah. but he's so understanding. He's like, you can work from home. I know you're more right. creative there. Could you imagine like working? Like I work. I mean, I, my boss sends me to like wherever I want to work, I can work, but that's because I'm like, I was going to say, being your own <laughs> boss makes it really easy, but, I it's, boss. but it's interesting <laughs> because we're in this like post COVID era where all of a sudden places are going, you got to come into work. Yes. And yeah. even though 
well, we won't go down those Some roads. Some people are anyway, more productive at home. They are. And yes. apparently Ken was, and his boss knew it. Yay, boss. Except for Ken also is like, I'm even more creative at the, the library. library. Yes. So he goes there. So this is where he meets Trip. Trip. So, and this is where I like, I just jumped to Trip. I don't know why I jumped. I well, he pretty much goes But to he trip. is a, so at first I think he's just a library staff because it doesn't specify mm -hmm. he's a librarian until later. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I want to specify this right now is because I have some dear friends that work at the library and they do listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So here's a little information. If you didn't know, you can only call yourself a librarian if you have a master's degree. So just like being I a therapist. I did not know that. As a therapist, you need to have a master's degree to be a licensed therapist. You have to go and be licensed to be a librarian. You have to have a master's degree. It's like a master's of science and library science or something wow, like that. That's really cool. So even if you have a bachelor's degree and you work at the library, it does not make you a librarian. You can't use the title is protected. So I was like, <laughs> is Tripp really a librarian or is he just a library staff member? Well, we do know he's shirtless. Yes, he is. And he's a raptor. A green raptor. Oh, here we go. Raptors again. How does this work? And he goes to try and help Ken out. And at one point he's like, do you need anything else <laughs> um, as he coos? Um, and so they decided to hang out tonight and Let's talk about for dinner. libraries. Yeah. yeah. I think I can help you relax. I know. <laughs> That's right. He tells them. Oh my goodness. So trip comes for dinner. <laughs> I was so hungry. When you were reading, reading this, this, I know. I was like, dude, well, I mean, the vegetarian, see, my library friend would also appreciate this. Because she's a vegetarian. Yeah, she's a mm -hmm. vegetarian. So, yeah. the, so tr not trip, but Ken makes, and not because he's vegetarian, but it just sounded really good. It's a vegetarian roast. Yes. And so he makes this and he makes green beans and potatoes. Um, and so the whole thing is what you would expect from a tingler where there's this like really descriptive end of the book sex scene. Yes. That's what this was instead. Like he's describing mm -hmm. this very sensual dinner as if it's a sex scene. So I was yes. like, we still got our sex. We did because it, and they were eating and they were just like, juices dripping down it, the chin <coughs> and the moaning and the, like everything that you would get, like you just replaced. I, I really think that Chuck like wrote the sex scene and then he went back and replaced <laughs> cock with roast replace this with pretty beans. like and so it when they get to the end after they've eaten everything and we've kind of gone through that um they basically talk about going forward with their relationship being more than friends but nothing sexual without physical elements yeah and so it ends in this way where you're like okay that's how we're gonna do this we're gonna have all these innuendos like at yes. the end of the first one in my mind i'm like all six stories are going to expand on this tingling tingle land park and like we were going to continue to have ken yeah we were going to continue to have maybe his and trips relationship like that was oh, what was I in didn't my think head it, i didn't think it was going to be like their story i thought it was going to be more of the same of some sensual thing at the end that mm -hmm. isn't really sex but could have sounded like sex right. out of context right. yeah so that is book or part that one was, yeah that was book one yeah. of the of this volume i would say book two is similar 
in that kind of like building up to this major sex scene that wasn't a sex scene. Right. But then the rest of the books weren't like that, which I loved. So, I mean, these were, I think the first two were just funny because it was like, haha, I see what you did there, Chuck. Right. The other ones were like, oh my God, the message. I the feel messages. so validated yes, as a woman. Yes. I know that not just women deal with some of these things that we're going to talk about, but as a woman, I was like, yes, yes, yes. All right. So let's jump into book two. It is called Not Pounded in the Butt by My Book, Not Pounded in the Butt <laughs> by Anything. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, the thing of it is about Chuck, one of the things that he loves to do is have these manifestations of things. And so, of course, we had to go there with this book. Um, we start off with Luck Dingle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Luck, he writes, Dinglers, not yes. tinglers. And he's known for the dingle effect, which we've talked about <laughs> that Chuck is known for the tingle uh -huh. effect. And so he um he says that the books are so sensual, it will make you dingle in your stomach. I'm sorry, but that just sounds really gross. Really gross. <laughs> I, I mean, Chuck Tingle, the tingle makes sense. The dingle, that sounds like a dingleberry. Yeah, it does. And I just kept going, <laughs> what where are we at here? Where are we at here? So he is going on, like he just needs a break and he's going to go on vacation to Hawaii. So let's first talk though. He has a son named Ron. He has oh, a, yes. an annoying neighbor named Todd, Todd. Keebler or Kibler. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, like part of me is like, I wonder how many Easter eggs there are in his books of other books that oh, he has. Sure. Cause I'm like the way he described this Todd guy, I'm like, he was writing about something that like, if you had, it's probably in another one of his books. Like there's some like yeah. connection there that I was missing, but it was written in a way that like, like somebody knows the inside yes. secret here. What my thought was, and I actually wrote a note that says, will we see him again? So I expected him to maybe show up in another book of, of this series, but I think you're right. I think it because was he did somebody from someone yeah. or it's somebody that Chuck knows. And he's yeah. like, and it, their name is close to Todd. Yeah. Kibler, <laughs> maybe it's Kibler. Rod. <laughs> and so and it's a friend or something that's gonna be like, Hey man, what'd you do? Um, the other thing is that he currently lives in Billings and he's going to Hawaii for vacation. Mm -hmm. And I think if I read right, Right, right. Remember, right. Chuck Tingle is in his bio. He says he lives in Billings. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yes. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, good, good catch there. Um, so he's going on vacation to Hawaii and he's super excited that there is an empty seat next to him. Now, Not for long. here's here's a funny story. I was reading this on the plane, as I said. We ended up, don't ask me how, with an empty seat between us, my husband and I. So I was like, this is crazy. I'm were on a you, plane. Were you waiting for the book manifestation of this book to show up? I, I was a little bit. I was kind of <laughs> disappointed that, but then again, that meant that I was totally comfortable because I had a whole seat. So I was like yes. turned sideways, had my feet popped up. You didn't have to worry about lovely. anybody seeing the tingler that right? you were reading. Yeah. I, would, I mean, let's be real. Sometimes I'm like, can they see? I need a privacy screen for my Kindle. It doesn't worry me as much with my Kindles <laughs> as it does. I have watched things before on my, um, on Netflix. Oh, did you watch porn? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are you going with this, babe? <laughs> no, but like, it'll be something and they'll be like, starting to porn? have sex or something, but they're covered. <laughs> There's 
no actual show. You showing. heard it here first, folks. Yes, I Kate watch porn. Or watches porn on, on her planes. phone while on she's planes. on a plane. Oh, so no, you on, sit next to her. On my tablet so you can really see she it. She zooms in. Like you can zoom. <laughs> Look, a boob. <laughs> I mean, if it was Henry Cavill, I'd be like, pause that, zoom in. Yeah, right there. Right there, right there. <laughs> I'm um, sorry I objectified you. <laughs> We're reading a book here about not objectifying eventually. I know, I but know. Okay. okay. So who shows up to sit next to luck? Um, the giant living book of manifestation of his first or, I'm book. sorry, the sentient first. manifestation of my own book is what he said. Yeah. And so, which is the book that we just read. Yes. The not right. pounded by anything in the butt, and that's okay. Yes. And they hug each other. You They're know? so excited. We're going on vacation together. Yes. What are the odds that we would be both going to the same That's place? That's just crazy. Um, the book says he's just been going through the motions. He's super overwhelmed. He has no identity. Things are Except just Except for going he well. identifies as being asexual. Yes. He, he said that he is trying to understand what being asexual actually means to him. Um, and so... One of the one of the lines I actually put in here, I know cookbooks that can't cook. And I thought, huh, that's yes. interesting, kind of profound. Yeah. Um, well, because he was talking about all the different books that like yep. they don't do what their book is. And so yeah. he's like, you know, I'm I came from Luck Dingle, which is all of like these dingles where there's all this that just sounds really bad. Chuck, come on, <laughs> come on. Um, you just wanted us to say dingle a lot. Uh, <laughs> But he's like, there's a lot of sex in here, but I'm asexual. So how yeah. do I exist when I go against what my book is? Yeah. Which is really funny. And like, okay, spoiler alert, is that through this short version, you find out that um, Luck Dingle is actually asexual as well. And he doesn't tell his manifestation this at the beginning because mm -hmm. he's like, it didn't seem important. You were trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and, it, and I thought it was, it was funny at the very end, too, not funny, but like, I thought it was a neat way that he wrote it is that the book was like, he's like, but you, he, you are. And he's like, well, I am for this story. I am asexual. Mm -hmm. um, so to clarify, this wasn't Chuck Tingle saying he's, he's asexual. It was for the purpose of this book. Yeah. Is that like, it can be whatever he wants it to be, whatever yes. it needs to be in the story. Yeah. Um, throughout this story, again, we definitely have some sexualized talk or that typically would mean that we were leading into a sex scene, like during the serving lessons, um, that type of thing. It was yeah, just lots like, of like, yeah. could have been sex. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we get to this place where and I think this might have been where he told him that he was asexual. Yeah. They were at oh, dinner. I, I wrote down, yeah. Um, he was like, he, he. what Luck says is, I am in this timeline, but there are many versions of me across endless layers of reality. And yeah. I really loved that. I was like, that was some good writing, Chuck. Yeah. I also liked through, <clears throat> through here. There's a lot of talk about there being no rules about who I am. Yep. It's okay to be who you are. Um, and anyone who says otherwise is a fucking asshole. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then this, this was another one. And I just feel like this statement, I think that there are people who need to hear this. Even though I created you, this is luck talking to the book. I'm in no position to tell you who you are. Only you can do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I thought, wow, 
Wow. I know. Like, I, I just, really I, liked the, I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is where we're going yeah, in these stories. Yeah. I'm like, the first one was just like, you're expecting a Chuck Tingle. So mm-hmm. here's a funny version of not doing that. And then it was like, oh, we're going to have some like, some life lessons in here. Yes. Okay, Dr. Chuck Tingle, I'm digging. Um, the other thing I thought was really cool about this is that, so there is this book that I read in philosophy class in college, and it was mm-hmm. called Sophie, Sophie's World. And I actually mm-hmm. added it to my to be read, uh, which is a growing list that I, but I'm going to read this one sooner than the others. But I, I, I added it again because I'm like, gosh, that was like, okay, I don't want to admit how many years ago that was, <laughs> but it was a long time ago that I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have had so many different experiences since I read that book that I want to reread it and have a different mm-hmm. like take of it. But it's a philosophy book about it's Sophie's world. And the whole like, I mean, if you haven't read, I'm going to spoil it for you. But essentially, it's Sophie is inside of a world where she's like, oh, am I just part of somebody else's world? Am mm, I part of somebody mm-hmm. else's story? And that's what they end up in the in the end with this is that luck is letting the book know like we are just that's why he's saying I am in this timeline. But there are many you know, versions of me across endless layers of reality is because we're just in another story. And so what they end up doing is they, they're climbing. The end of the book is them climbing, which is all this like physical exertion. They're climbing up. It's like, it's all these sensual things about their Mm -hmm. climb and exhaustion that really could have been a sex scene. And they get to the top and they look and the whole time they're talking about like, this is their story and there's somebody mm-hmm. else's story and somebody is experiencing this story, which was just really profound. And I just love the way that was written. They get to the top and they look and it's a blank page. And yeah. the part that I loved though, because I was like, oh, that's kind of sad too, is that, but now we get to do it all over again when somebody yes. else reads this. And yes. I was like, yes, I was like, that was so great. It was, it was so good. And there's definitely like that third wall thing, you yes. know, that kind of breaking through the third wall. And you see that throughout some of the other books too. I just, yeah, I love the way that they just pull them together and just the yeah. overall message being just, yes. again, you can be who you want to be. You get yeah. to choose what that looks like for you. Um, you get to be romantic in a non-sexual. Yes. You oh, get yeah, to, I wrote that earlier. You, you can be romantic without physical. Yes. Like, I mean, oh my God, that, well, that's just a lesson. Like some people just don't, like they just don't get, like they're in a relationship. And I, th- I think especially like when like, I think of kids like yes. when they're young yeah. and they're in their early stages of like dating and getting to know people. And they're mm-hmm. like, but I love them. So I'm supposed to sleep with them. And it's like, no, like you can be in love. You can be romantic without mm-hmm. being physical. I mean, hell you can be <clears throat> physical without having sex. You can like, you can cuddle and you can hold each other. You can make out like you don't have to actually have the, the, physical action of sex in order to demonstrate. I mean, yes, yeah, some people really enjoy those things, but you don't have to have that. Well, the other part of it is as an old married person, I will say that you also learn that just sex without any other types of intimacy and intimacy can be so many different things really becomes kind of empty in a way. It's not that you don't still enjoy it or so, yeah. still get pleasure, but there has to be this combination of intimacy yeah. Yeah. with sex even if that is something you have with your partner. So there's so many different levels there, but yes. man, that it was good. It I good. loved, I yes. loved the ending. I really I, did love I did that too. of like, it's not over. We get to relive our story over and over again. Every time somebody reads this, and yes. I was just like, yes, it's so great. Absolutely. All right. Book three, book three, not pounded at 
the last second because consent be, can be given and revoked at any moment. And this is a wonderful thing that's important to understand. And then I wrote, I'm already in love with this I book. I know. Theme of consent is what I, I wrote. Like, yes. and, it, and when I read that, I was like, Jalen's going to like this one. Yes. So Chuck Tingle, if you're listening to this podcast, because we're going to email you and tell you about this podcast, we have had countless other episodes of reading books where consent has come up and we have been either really supportive of the author because they did consent really well, or they did really, really bad at consent. Yes. And so this is a major thing that we talk about. So we love this title and I'm already yes. like, I'm going to love this book. Yes. And so the picture of the front of this or that they show on, I mean, at least on Kindle, I don't know if yes. you got the real book, if it would have this too, I'm assuming, is this buff dude with like, I couldn't even tell what it was. I thought it was an ape. It's actually it's a, a big foot. It's yeah. a big foot. So we have Blip. <laughs> what a great name. I think Chuck was just like, I don't even fucking care. Like, what's a name? Blip. The, the names in this, these books <laughs> just make me laugh. And he's going to go whitewater rafting for the first time. And uh, he is just like really nervous in a way yeah, about yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and so he ends up sitting with Treen. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Yep, T-R-E-E-N. Yeah. Um, he thinks Treen is pretty hot. <laughs> so definitely making him tingle a little. <laughs> um, and so they're rafting and it sounded like they're the only two in their raft like everybody is no kind of... there's well there's a whole bus of people but there's but each they well the the sasquatch mm -hmm. that we're gonna get to is like the like the leader of like this yes. adventure club that they're a part well, of but they do individualized based off of like each people's like level and where and so there's lots of different rafts and they like get to choose and so I don't, I don't know of like how big these rafts are. I don't know if it's usually yeah. just one person and the guide. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's ends up what being, cause yeah. Treen is not in the raft with them. Oh no. Treen was, oh, Treen was just the guy that was, he was just, he was just talking. You're right. You're, yeah. right. you're right. You're yeah. right. Um, but although, before we get to that though, they do mention that they're in a book Yeah. because Treen is like, He's like, you're just part of a Tingler book. And he's like, what's a Tingler book? So he explains what that is. And he's like, well, I'm not in a book. And he's like, can you recall what you were doing before the start of this ride? And he's like, oh my God, I can't. He was like, I was just on the bus. So, um, so he talked about, so he's now in this mindset of, oh, I'm the main character in a Tingler. Mm -hmm. That means I'm going to have sex. And so immediately he looks at Gardo. Yeah. That's how you say it. Gardo, Gardo Grimes. Is his grip. I would say Grimes because I think of the walking dead and Grimes. So, but Garto yeah. and that's the, the Sasquatch that's like the leader of the pack. And he's like, Oh, I'd be okay with being pounded by him. So <laughs> lo and behold, he ends up in his raft. Yes. One of the things too, we have this idea of when in the rivers, they get to choose different paths. And I wrote down at the beginning, was this an allegory on LGBTQ? Just because oh. I was just like, oh, there's many paths and you get to choose based on, you know, where I was you just want thinking like with life in general, yeah. we get, there's lots of life, like there's lots of paths. We can take the Rocky road or the easy cruise. Like I'm going to like lazy river mm -hmm. type thing. Like you get to choose life paths. And also sometimes you don't know, like this is the fork I'm going to go. I yeah. don't know what I'm going to get. So I was just thinking it was just life in general. I went right to just the idea. And I probably, because of 
some other stuff that I had listened to or watched. I had done a training recently that kind of was talking about some different things in that, in that realm. And so that was really, I think, present on my mind. Um, And they also were told that they could stop at any time. Like usually rafting rafting trips are not quite like that. If anyone's ever been rafting, it's like there's 10 or 12 of you in a boat and this is where you're going and you don't have a choice and we're not stopping. If you fall out, you better get back in. My, my thoughts was I don't go rafting because that sounds terrifying to me. Uh But if this was an option where like I can stop wherever I could choose, I want the calm or the rapids. Like I would be like, I'd be for this. Absolutely. So Blip ends up in the boat with, with Garto Garto. and, um, oh, oh, one other aspect though, there was another guy. And I think this is when they started talking about him being in the book and he was, he wanted to reconnect with the physical manifestation of Saturday. And yes. And I remember thinking that has to be another book. Yes. It has to be something else. I just laughed so hard when I saw that I was like, Okay. Yeah. So okay. that one jumped on a different raft and he was going off to search for Saturday yes. because he found him before and wants to find him again. Yes. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the trips are personalized, whatever path you want to choose, whatever adventure you want, that's the one you get to go down, which yes, I could see also allegory for life. Yeah. So he's getting pretty aroused by Gardo. Yeah. <laughs> and what's just in the, and they're going to stop for lunch. Um, and it gets a little hot. It gets a little hot. Yeah. The shirts are off. And Garto says, I want to pound you so badly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My husband ever said that to me. I would just, I would probably pee myself laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> same. Same. Yeah. I'd be like, so. what the fuck you been reading, Brian? <laughs> You get into my check tingle books. <laughs> you know, he listens to our podcast. I know he does. He listens better than I do. So <laughs> He'll probably listen to this before I do. Probably. So Blippo all of a sudden realizes. Blippo? You just our, changed his name? Isn't that his No, Blippo. it's Blip. Isn't it just Blip? It is Blip. <laughs> Chuck, she rewrote it for you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, Gardo Blippo, you know. <laughs> He, all of a sudden, he does not want to have sex. He's like, all of a sudden, he's just turned off. He's like, yeah. wait a minute. I'm not yeah. ready for this. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Like, they're, like, literally almost there. Yes. Like, And he's like, mm. no. And so, Cardo does the most wonderful thing. I love it. And he's it. like, that's okay. Yeah. We don't have to. And he's like, dude, like, literally, you're about to blue balls. Like, yeah. really? Like, that looks really uncomfortable. Nope. I'm good. Your consent doesn't have a timeline. Oh my God. That is so awesome. Your consent is yours to give and revoke at any time for any reason. It's the business of nobody but yourself. Can we get a sticker with that? Know, right? Oh my God. I say all the time. Like, I mean, cause I've like, I've had a history of like, I'm, I'm, the different work that I've done. And one of the things when we talk about healthy sexuality is consent is for the moment. Yes. Consent can change at any moment. Like when I talk to little kids, I can talk about how you can be holding your friend's hand and mm-hmm. you can change your mind and that's okay. Your friend can want to hug today and not tomorrow. You can literally be in the middle of a hug with your friend and they can yes. change their mind. Consent is for the moment. Yes. Like, and what I also wrote down is that, okay, one, this was like, 
crazy to have in a book. But I'm also like, this should be completely fucking normal. Right. This should and be think, the normal standard and that it was can send so, us for the moment. It was so normal too, or so good too, because Chuck's character, Gardo, when after Blip said this, Blippo <laughs> said this, he was just like, that's okay. Like, it was very yep. calm. It was very simple. There was no it was like, very are you basic. sure? Or, 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 like, come no, on. Like, or, like, really? But I still want you. Like, it was just like done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, like nothing. Like, and that's and how like, it should be. Yes. So they still want to spend time together. Yeah, so they're like, but I go. want to go on a date with you. Yeah. I want to do things. But we're in the middle of the forest. He's like, oh, but I'm a Sasquatch and we live in the woods. So let's go to <laughs> the bowling my, alley. <laughs> yeah, let's go to my hometown. We're going to go to Bigfoot community and go bowling. <laughs> so they go and and we have, again, that sexualized talk in the bowling ball. Yeah. When they were, they're putting their fingers like in the hole, like finding the right <laughs> ball and the right, like feel this one. Oh, my fingers, fingers slide in so well with it. It feels so nice in the hole. Like it's very, it's very sensual. tight. It's very yes. tight. I was <laughs> oh, tighter on you than it is on me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Very it was sensual so good. It was so good. ball <clears throat> feeling yes. and holes yes. and bowling. So they're connecting without sex. And again, that's kind of where intimacy can, can be coming in. Well, after bowling, Blip is kind of thinking, maybe I do want to do yeah. this. Let's, let's We're chat back there again. again. Yeah. So start hot and heavy <clears throat> mm -hmm. and, and then it's going a little too fast for Blip. Yes. And he again is like, never mind. Yeah, I'm not ready mind. for this. And Cardo, man, you're a troop. Like you yes. are so blue balling right now. It's probably painful. And you're like, cool. It's okay. And he says, you don't owe anyone a fucking thing. I wrote that same thing down. Damn. Don't need to feel obligated. Even if he buys you a fucking dinner. That's right. You are not obligated to yep. shit. Your body, your choice. If you are out there and you are in the dating world still or oh, whatever, God bless you. I know, just know you get to say no, you get you are to not obligated to shit. No, absolutely not. Not at all. So well so done, Chuck. We're, we loved, loved, loved three. And then we go to four. All and right. So this one is, and I loved this one too, <laughs> dressed up handsome and not pounded because cosplay is not consent. Fuck. Yeah, Chuck. That's right. That is right. <laughs> and then I go, <clears throat> oh my God, the cover. Go to the cover. Oh. Did you see? Oh my God. <laughs> so it's this beautiful man with this flowing hair, shirtless, gray abs. And oh. then behind him is a, it looks like a T-Rex wearing does. a, like a kid's version of Superman costume. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it is awesome. So in this one, we have Clippo. Clippo. Which we had another book and it was not written by Chuck Tingle, but we You're had right. Clippy. Clippy, yes, remember? So that's, that's what right. I thought of when mm -hmm. he wrote Clippo. Mm -hmm. So Clippo is a nerd that reads comics and plays video games. And I really wonder if Chuck is describing himself here. Chuck, you'll have to email us back and let us we, know. We want to know. We're okay. We Are love you it. a nerd? Because that reads comic books and plays video games because it's it feels like the description of Clippo growing up was a very personal description. Yes. And I have to say, I just want to tell you, Chuck, that um, I also love the, the um, innuendos towards Star Wars because... <laughs> If you come to my house, like we got the Star Wars here. Yeah, so. we're nerds. We're, we're nerds. nerds. If you yeah. listen to our other episodes, Chuck, we're talking as if Chuck, Chuck is going to listen. He I'm is. I'm going to put it, I'm going to manifest it. Chuck, you get this, manifest this into existence. That's right. We're going to listen to this episode. 
if you listen to our other episodes, we talk a lot about video. Like I get like butt hurt when somebody makes fun of video games. Like right, it was Carlton Mellick the third was was bashing on video games in his the menstruating mall. Remember, mm -hmm. and I was so well, offended. Not just not just video games, but kind of geek culture. There are yeah. people right now. So the next Star Wars movie or a new Star Wars movie is going to be. Um, directed by a female and people are making Ooh, all these weird comments nice. about how well why would they do that women don't watch star wars i'm like Bullshit! What? what are you fucking kidding me do you not know who princess leia is I am right. oh, do you not know who ahsoka is do you not like we have some of the biggest i grew like, up watching yes, those over and over and over again powerful females in yes. star wars already and we've already had star wars female directors in the Mandalorian well, but then we have and Ray like yeah I'm like just, yeah the, it just pisses me off so yes tangent but women watch Star Wars so thank you maybe volume two he also talks about how you can be anything regardless of gender maybe that's another theme there we from go his not Could be. by anything Could because be. women can also be in stem and women can also be nerds absolutely and read comic books and, and go play to video games and cosplay I play fucking video games all the time yes and cosplay anyway we digress yes. okay okay and then he has a friend named Jorn Jorn <laughs> Yes. Which later on we realized that Jorn is a douchebag. Yeah, Jorn is a, a classic douchebag. Um so they're at a tingle con. <laughs> okay, Chuck, make this happen. We need Please, to go to a tingle we con. We want a tingle con. <laughs> it's a sci-fi Or fantasy. just come to Colorado's next Comic Con and email us and tell us you're gonna be there because then we will go. We will totally go. We will make shirts. We will, I, I've got we a cricket. I've got a cricket. Dr. Chuck Tingle shirt. Yay. Yes. Please come. Um, come anyway, come. okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, so he dresses up as Darth Vader from I Butt Wars. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And by the way, Darth Bater, B A T E R, just yes. in case you did not hear yes. that. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. So he's, he's feeling a little, and I can completely understand mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and relate to this as he's feeling a little unsure about his outfit because he feels like maybe he's a little too revealing. Actually, I can relate so much. I sent you pictures of dress. My husband and I are going to do a fancy bougie because why not photo shoot? We mm -hmm. want it. So it's not like I paid for it, but, um, and I was picking out dresses and one of the dresses I sent you, I was like, I don't know if I can wear this. It's really revealing. Like I was feeling insecure in it. So I totally understand yeah. what Clippo is feeling is he's like a little unsure. This is a little revealing. Yep. And I thought it was really cool that Jorn was very understanding and he was focusing yes. on as long as you feel good about it. Like, yes. how do you feel wearing it? Like, don't worry about other people. You do you. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a good friend. And yeah. and it was like, he was very validating. He's yes. very encouraging and comforting. Um, and he just like kind of started to feel more comfortable yep. as he, you know, joined the crowd and all of that because of that. So they get there and they decide to go their separate ways because, um, Why? Clip Why though? I know I, I thought that was super weird. If we go but together, you're no. not fucking leaving. No, me. no, no, I would not. I would not. <laughs> we would go get food together and then go explore. <laughs> um, actually you don't get food at comic cons. I've yeah. never gotten food at a comic con, yeah. but I only go to little this ones. This is where I tell you that I've never been. <gasps> Girl. <laughs> I want to go so bad. Oh man. Okay. So. <laughs> 
maybe we go to Denver Comic Con this year. We have to look at when the dates Only are. Only if Chuck Tingle's coming. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> we didn't go this past year, but we do have kind of on our bucket list, my husband and I, to go to San Diego Comic Con someday. Ooh. It's like a big deal and it's really hard to like get into things. But anyway. Okay. So just so you know. So they split up. Yes. They split up. And um, Clippo is going to get food while Joran is going to explore. And some guy comes by Clippo and tries to touch his abs or like, actually, I don't know if he actually touched it or like kept trying to touch it. And Clippo was like, um, stop. Like, what are you doing? What made you think you could do that? And this right? weirdo guy goes, your outfit motherfucker i'm ready right. to punch him right now well, like, but isn't oh that what God. society tells yes. women i know this happens to more than just women but that primarily is what we hear about yes. is that she like she was asking well look at her it. outfit she was asking for it mm -hmm. like fucking yeah what i wear has no like what I wear doesn't make you choose things. Like you chose things because you chose things. Yes. Own your fucking behaviors. And that's what happened. Like, yeah. well, look at your outfit. Yeah. So then I love security guard comes. <laughs> what is his name? I read it down. Gordy. Gordy, Gordy mm -hmm. comes to the rescue. Yep. And arrests the motherfucker and takes him that's away. That's right. And he says, it's an epidemic. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. He said, men who think they have the right to touch someone or make rude comments just because they see another person dressed up in a costume. They, I don't know what that says. Smudged. They like, or something like that. Anyway, yeah, my paper got smudged. But basically, he's saying that this is something that's happening all the time, that they feel like it's yep. okay. And again, we're seeing, we see that in society. Um, and he said, there's one common tie. They're all fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he invites Clippo, like, do you want to see what we do? Yeah. He's like, sure. So he takes him down to the basement where they are doing experiments on these fucking idiots. <laughs> the banana experiment. Oh, my God. So they have a scantily clad <laughs> banana, and then they have an appropriately dressed banana um, to see how they respond to them. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I thought that was so yes. funny. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's, but it really is like that's if you think about it, it really is that absurd. Like yes. if a banana was scantily clad, would you want to caress it like you would if you saw another person <laughs> in a scantily clad? No, because you are in charge of your behavior. That's right. And they say most subjects are too self-centered to change because Clippo yeah. went, is it Clippo? Clippo. Clippo yes. wanted Clippo. to know, like, can they change or can, and it's yeah. like, most of them are too self-centered. They're idiots forever. Yes. So they go, so he says, but the ones that are capable of learning, we kind of take them um, somewhere else um, to help them. Basically, they want to try and teach them that they, they can't like, just go up and rehabilitate yeah. them. Um, so... <laughs> They're walking around exploring and he's walking by these different windows to look uh -huh. and he comes across his friend Jorn, Jorn. Uh, is in one of these rooms. I was so pissed because I was Jorn too. was, I was like, so, Fuck. he was so validating I know. and so like positive about Clippo's outfit. I, I was like, what is Jorn doing in here? Yeah. Yeah. But I really love that message too, because there really are some individuals like true, that where true. it's like, you know, like, and I've heard these stories before where it's like, because they know the person they're personally attached to them. Of course that's wrong. I would never mm -hmm. do that. But then with somebody they don't know, they can't yes, they objectify or true. try to touch them without consent. Like, it's like, okay. So like even 
people that we know can also do this to other people because yeah. there's not that that connection to them. They can right. compartmentalize and be a douchebag to somebody they don't know. Which you think yeah. about humans do that all over their place. You think right. about somebody cuts you off, like you're driving on the road, like like people will flip them off, call mm -hmm. them names. Like you think about like social media, people have like no like qualms at all about oh, like no. writing horrific things to people they don't know. Like yeah. it's awful. Like things that people will put in comments and whatnot. Yeah. But if it was somebody to your face, like you're not going to say that drastically yeah. different. Yeah. So, um, so Jordan is at a table and what ends up happening is that Clippo sits down and he's like, like kind of making yeah. these comments to his friend, like, what are you doing? And what they find is that as he's talking to him, Jordan kind of comes out of it a little bit. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it's connection. It's yeah. like a human connection, kind of what you were talking yeah. about. Like, if I know this person, <clears throat> but what I appreciate is that afterwards they're like, oh, okay, so you can help your friend. He's like, no, nope. I'm going to go no. enjoy the yeah. Tinkercon. I love, and I wrote it down is that he said, it is not my job to teach jerks how to behave. Right. I was like, you go, even, you do you. He's even, like, he's not my friend anymore. No. No, he's, I'm done with him. He was, Jorn, Jorn is responsible for Jorn. And I don't have to be his, friend. Yeah. I don't want to be his friend anymore because this is gross. Could you imagine if people would actually do that? Like, hey, you're, okay, you're nice and you're validating to me, but you're a douchebag to other people. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. If people held their friends to that level of accountability, yeah. people could actually start to like make some good changes. Yeah. Like, but nobody does. Nobody holds them accountable. Nobody pulls, I mean, no, I shouldn't say nobody yeah. because there are people that do that, but it's rare for somebody yeah. to like pull them up and hold them accountable and try it. Like, like, no, like put yeah. limits or boundaries on instead of like people just turn a blind eye. Like, well, they don't treat me like that. So it's yeah. fine. It's okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to ruffle feathers or yeah. I don't want to create drama or I'm getting something out of this. And so I'm not going yeah. to turn them away. But so that is book four. And then we move on to book five. All right. This one's a long one. Nice guy dinosaur doesn't pound me in the butt because I'm not interested and he's not actually nice, but he's just annoying and creepy and doesn't respect my boundaries when I tell him we're not on a date. <laughs> That's a very long title. It is a very long title. It's very descriptive. And uh -huh. I'm pretty sure you already know what this book is about. Yeah. And it's about boundaries. <laughs> And this is where I wrote almost all of these stories have chocolate milk in them. Oh, did yeah. this one have chocolate? Well, yeah, this one did. I don't remember if the other two did. did no, they? there was chocolate milk. I remember almost, I think there was maybe one other one that didn't have chocolate milk. Okay. So Chuck, you'll have to email us and let us know that. How many of these stories actually, because I'm not going to go back and reread them, sorry. But how many of them actually did mention chocolate yeah. milk? I'm yeah. pretty sure... This is book five, and I'm pretty sure three of them. The first one, this one, and I think there was another one that had chocolate milk. Mm, I don't from remember. This I don't know if I wrote it down each time. I didn't so. write the other ones down, yeah. but I was like, because I when I wrote it there, I was like, wait a minute, that's another time. Yeah. And so I should have gone back and wrote them when it was fresh. But anyway, all right, main character on this one. So we have Montan. Montan. And because Chuck is from Montana. Oh, I didn't even think yep, about that. Yep. <laughs> so Montan and he and his friend Clamp. That just sounds like you need I to know, see the doctor. I know. They're relaxing and grilling, and they're talking about a Revengers video game tournament. Oh, yeah. There you are drinking chocolate milk. Um, yeah, I knew this chocolate. one yep. mentioned it, but yeah. I was thinking either two, three, or four. One of those also had it. I don't remember, but, but I it could. Yeah. Um, so I did actually note it. <laughs> 
so they're you know having a good time i think they're like at a park or something no and... they're in the, they're in their backyard they were at well, i home. thought there was other people like well they're i think they're like at an apartment building it's like maybe? apartment buildings yeah. where okay. it's just kind of an open community like yeah. backyard everybody shares so this random green dinosaur in a black trench coat and a fedora Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm really curious. Sorry, before you go too far, the video game reference, I really want to know what video game he was thinking of. I would like to know that too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, anyway. So our, our dinosaur, random green dinosaur, black trench coat, a fedora, and he's drinking a neon green soda. Probably Mountain Dew. Probably. And he is like, Revengers video games are for refined gentlemen, gentlemen and nice guys. <laughs> And he kind of puts them down for remembering the name wrong. Like they must have, because I have Revengers down both times, but I'm not sure if maybe they said it wrong the first time or something. Um, but basically, he is a refined gentleman who plays the Revengers video game. And he's getting ready for the tournament because he's going. Um <laughs> Well, and so Montan and his friend were like, oh, man, that would be awesome to go in this tournament. Mm -hmm. But they've been sold out of tickets for like a right. while because it was yes. like sold out immediately. And so then this guy is like, yeah, I have my tickets. I've been like waiting for this. And I'm he's currently there prepping and yes. getting ready for this big tournament. And and he said you train in the attire you um you will Dawn for battle. Yeah. And that is Joker's first rule of war. And I'm like, what the I fuck know. is this guy this talking guy, about? He is rude. He is. No, he's not rude. He's a certified nice guy. He is rude. He is arrogant. <laughs> he is cocky as fuck. Well, they, he's a douchebag. Yes. They don't have tickets. Um, but he's like, I have you know, three. I have three. I can do this. You want to come? Yeah. Oh, um, but then it turns out, no, not Clamp. Not Clamp. Just man, Montan. He yes. wants him to go. And it's just super weird how he talks throughout this. Yes, and you can tell that he's very much like into Montan and not into his friend. And well, he's we, trying to isolate him from his friend. He's trying mm -hmm. to get him alone. When he offers to drive them. Yes. And so he's like, let's all drive together. And so then they go to get in the car and it turns out the backseat is like gross. full of gross stuff and yes. Clamp can't ride. And so he takes off and he's like, well, Clamp can find his own way. Right. And so, and then he forces him to go to dinner with him. Can we talk about the fact that he keeps calling him my bud? Oh. My bud. <laughs> well, it's kind of like baby. Yes. yes. And it's super baby. weird. Baby. But he keeps saying that. Yes. yes. And he also like kisses Montan's hand at one point. It's well, he's like, a gentleman. Oh, he's a gentleman. It's so gross. Yes. Yeah. He's um, very pushy. Very. He's very like, okay, let's be, let's be real. Most women can probably imagine a man that they have met. I'm sorry that I'm mm -hmm. going to be one-sided on this, but this is my experience. Most women can probably picture a man that they have had this experience with at some point in their life. Yes. Which is sad. It that is very sad, sad. That women have had these experiences. So I'm all yeah. like, yes, Chuck. Yeah. Yes. And then part of me is like, is Chuck secretly a woman? Because we don't know if Chuck is we really Chuck's name or yeah. if the picture is really Chuck. We have no clue. I think that I I feel like Chuck is probably a man. Just and, really and aware I, of the world. Yes. Well, I think also recognizing that the things that happen to women, he tends to write a lot of things that are more male on male. Yes. And like, I don't know that we've ever even had a female that we've seen in a Chuck Tingle book in a sexual situation. 
not in the ones well, that I mean, we read. haven't read a lot of Chuck Tingle. True, but it we seems need to like, explore them. But yeah, it's always been man on man. And so I get it. I feel like or man and manifestation. Beast, yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's like his his thing. And so I think he's trying to bring in some different themes and trying to introduce. But he's still us. doing man on man. But yes. yes, he's bringing in some of yeah. these themes that women typically well, are struggling with and kind of going along with that we have this whole restaurant situation where he tries to order montana a salad oh my god and Fucking and, and makes comments about i like want someone who watches their, their figure, figure and Fuck makes yeah. all these like body comments yes, he's gonna order for him he's gonna uh, order the salad he forces him to go to this dinner like he says taking control is one of my pickup artist techniques or tactics i'm like uh gross gross so then he also conveniently forgets his wallet <laughs> and so he's like oh i forgot my wallet so of course um clippa or not clippa montana Mont no montana i'm on the wrong book montana has to pay he wants a thank you even though he didn't have even though he didn't pay he tries to give him these rules and then he also says that he's obligated now to have sex with him and the whole time i'm and i even wrote this down and you're gonna laugh you're gonna laugh but i was like oh my god Chuck has now put 50 shades of gray in a whole new perspective for uh -oh. me. <laughs> uh -oh. I love 50 shades of gray, but I was like, Oh my God, uh -huh. this fucking, I don't even know this dinosaur's name. I forget this nice guy's name. Did he even tell us his I name? I didn't remember. write it down, but I'm like this nice guy. I'm like, Oh my God, you could say oh, this is Christian Prank gray. Pranko. Franco. So I'm like, you could even say that this is Christian Grey with like, I'm going to order for you and here's your rules and I'm in control and you owe me this or that. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. But, okay. So. But I'm, although I'm, she does have to consent and she yes. signs a legal consenting so document. That so there is was what I was going to too. say. I was, so I'm listening to this other book, um, Tiny Beautiful Things. And it's a really interesting book where it's, um, it, if you heard of it or seen it or whatever, it's basically excerpts from this um, series. It was an online series and it was an advice column. And so people would write in and say, you know, get advice from sugar and sugar mm -hmm. would give them advice. And one of them was this woman who was like, um, I sometimes think about things like being forced into sex in order to get off. And I feel like this is wrong. And she was like, no, that doesn't necessarily have to be wrong. Like it's about consent. And she yeah. kind of went through this whole thing of that. There's a very different thing between being forced to do something and actually consenting to do something. So even yeah. though I'm not a 50 shades of gray <laughs> fan, it's more because the writing sucks, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but for, for me in that, what I do know is that is a consensual yeah. BDSM into, yeah, type of relationship. Well, and that, and that, I mean, we're going to digress, but that is yes. literally what they do. They go and they sit down and they talk yes. about all these right. like, consents and limits and boundaries and everything. This but is but not. It, there's a lot of, there's a lot of these type of books though, that I have read and I usually get like turned mm -hmm. off by them and I don't like them because consent is really important to me. Yes. But this like manhandle, I'm going to own you and boss you around and like, I just don't like that. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay. I love reading a good book with an alpha male, but I mm -hmm. like an alpha male that also is like, you're a woman 
hear me roar. Like, yeah. like, and so it's like, I don't like that. And this is a very much alpha male and I'm going to belittle you and put yes. you down and control you. And you are just my little bitch. And I'm like, and, and you owe me because I've done things for you yeah. or whatever. And, and because I'm a nice guy, you should be okay yeah. with this. Yeah. And that seems to be his idea. Um, so yeah, so they end up going to, well, do we want to go ahead and go to the Comic-Con or the, yeah, yeah, you okay. can go, keep going. So they get to the game thing and, um, they see, you know, he sees his friend and they're kind of chatting and the Prinko, I think is, that's his name. Something um, like Prinko is kind of like across the room, like shooting daggers at him. Like yeah. they're well, like he's getting looking, jealous. Yeah. And he's yeah. like mad. Which is also in these type of books where they get jealous. Yeah. I'm going to come. I mean, Christian Gray in Fifty Shades <laughs> comes down and takes her away from the club because how dare her be touched by a man. Yeah. And so he gets mad because he's like, you're hanging out with your friend and not with me. And yeah. he's like, well, come join us. Yeah. Like yeah. you can hang out with us. And, and um, he repeatedly said, this is not a date. <clears throat> We're not on a date. And he, but he's like, you have to, this, this cracked me up. You have to honor my nice guy points. <laughs> yes. You have to sleep with me. No, 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 no. And he says, if you do nice things to earn imaginary points towards sex, you're not actually that nice. Yeah. In fact, that makes you a horrible asshole. Yep. So men. And he says that very <laughs> loudly so everybody hears. Yes. yes. So men and women in the world and, and everybody else know that there yep. is no points yep. to getting yep. sex. That's and not how that works. I wrote down, because I really liked this message, is that pounding is never a given. It's about respect and consent. Sex isn't owed even in erotica books. That's right. And so just know that it's always expected that there should be consent. Yes. That's just consent a thing. Is consent. Yes. consent is for the moment. You are not obligated. Nope. So yeah. we end the book with Pranko getting mad and texting Montan all this crazy shit. And anybody well, he goes into like the, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And yes. then like, fuck, why aren't you answering? And I'm like, right. oh my God, this is so like real. So manipulative. And I swear to, I I'm, swear. I've had guys yes. be like that with me before. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy and it's manipulative and it's gross. Yes. So we are on our sixth book. Last one, book six, not pounded by the physical manifestation of my need to please everyone because sometimes it's okay to give back to yourself. And my first thought was people pleasing and self-compassion and like, this is going to be the themes yes. and yes, self-care. The theme love of this book it. is self-care. And what's our picture here? Oh, <laughs> it yep. is a dude with his thumbs up. And it, I'm guessing this is the manifestation, manifestation <laughs> of the people pleasing. So it there's all like these things tornado. around of like, sure, I'll do it. No problem. Yeah. I'll get right on that. So crazy. Okay. So we have Joey. He is our main person. A regular, regular name. Like that's kind of weird. It is. That's and he's a nurse. He's a nurse. And a people pleaser. And he is like. An excessive people pleaser. Oh my God. This like, guy has no boundaries. No, none whatsoever. Um, he is, he passes out. Yeah. It literally starts with him <laughs> passing out because he's not taking care of himself. He hasn't slept and he's just, yeah, crazy. So he's in the hospital and his coworker, Frenmo, because you know, we, Freno, 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 Freno. Um, was like, when was the last time you slept? Days. Days. Yeah. When was the last time you ate? Right. Right. 
And so he kind of was like, dude, you got to take care of yourself and have some balance. And, and he, and I've heard this from people, like when you start to talk to people about not people pleasing or not putting other people before yourself, um, there's this idea that that is somehow selfish. Yeah. And I always go back. I hear this a lot from moms. Moms really struggle with taking time for themselves away from their kids and feeling like they are selfish because of it. And, and also I want to say is going, go back to, I was on a plane recently. What Mm. do they say? I say the same thing to the moms. All the time. What do they say? You have to put your oxygen mask on before Mm -hmm. you can help anyone else. And this is a real life thing. If you are not taking care of you, you cannot help your kids, your spouse, your friends, your neighbors. You've got to take care of you. And that doesn't mean that you can't still be a giving person. You actually can be a more giving person. Because then you have more to give because you took care of yourself. You filled your cup. Yes. So this dude, Breno, he's like, self-love, be healthy, do all this stuff. But then, by the way... Can you take my shift in five minutes? I know you're still hooked up to IVs, but I really need to get to my softball game. I read what that. The I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is he joking? Is this a test? Is he testing him? That was what him? I thought. Is he waiting to see if he says yes and then yell at him? But no. Nope. Nope. nope he's he, a douche. It was real. He was a douche. Yeah. And so, of course, Joey says, sure. Yeah. And not only does he take out the IVs, he cleans the freaking room he's in. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh. Um, so he then sees the physical manifestation of my need to please everyone. <laughs> now, what is his name? Crin Sheems? Um, Sheems. Did you write it down? Yes, I have that up here. That was the yes. That's the manifestation's yes. name. Yeah, that's right. We find that. I out don't later. understand that though. I don't know why, where that name came from either. Um, But so that kind of comes into his life and he needs to take care of the dog for his His neighbor's dog, watch a four hour movie that is boring as hell. Yes. He ends up falling asleep for part of it. So then his manifestation makes him feel bad about that. So he decides he needs to go back and watch that part over again. Like basically this manifestation is pushing him to do more and more and more and more. And and making him feel guilty because like he had watched the movie, fell asleep through part of it, felt like it was okay. And the manifestation was like, well, no, but then you're lying. You're not telling the full truth. You're, you know, you're you can't really say you watch the whole movie. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, like this is exhausting. It's going to kill him. And I feel like there are people out there that have this voice in their head. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Where they think they have to do all of this stuff and they can't so, actually okay. say that. Here's a little bit of day job coming in. So I work a lot with kids with anxiety. And one of the big things that I do is I actually have them manifest their anxiety and I have them externalize it and give it a name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's exactly what Chuck did. So way to go. I don't know if you have any kind of therapy in your background, but good job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that that is literally what he has done here for Joey yeah. is he has created an externalization of his need to please others yes. by giving it a name, bringing it out of himself, because that's what I teach kids is think of it as it is a part of you, but externalize it. So you can think about how this thing impacts you day to day, yes. which I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly what, cause yeah. going through what, what ends up happening is like, this is what I tell kids and how we fight mm-hmm. back against anxieties. So I'll, Ooh, 
ow, sorry. I will get back to that when we get to what happens at the end. Yeah. Um, so, um, they decide they're going to go on a date. Yeah. After Crin, work. Crin's like, I really want to go on a date with you. And, and so he needs to please. So yep. he says yes. Even though he is super exhausted after mm-hmm. work and doesn't really want to go, he feels like he has to. And he, he really wants to go on the date. Yeah. And he wants sushi, but Crin says, let's go get burgers. So he goes along with it. Yep. Um, Crin says, oh, get a Buffalo burger. He doesn't even like them, but he says, okay. It's like this whole thing yeah. where he's like, I have to do all these things. And so, yeah. So basically we've got all of this stuff going on. And I think Joey, you get this sense that he is starting to get stressed and yeah. he's stressing he's out. Yes. And so he, he snaps. He does. He completely snaps and he yells and I loved it. My time on this earth is important. And I'm like, absolutely. He goes on this whole rant, putting his manifestation to please everybody, like putting him out there, like putting him on the spot, yelling at him, putting him down, putting him in his place. Like, no, like my time is important as well. And what happens, and this is why I wanted to come back to it, is that and what I talk to kids about externally, their anxiety is that when we learn to talk back, because that's literally what Joey is doing is talking back to this manifestation. When we can learn to talk back and our voice becomes bigger, mm-hmm. that manifestation of our anxiety gets smaller and smaller. Yes. So mine is named Gina. So when I have learned to yell at Gina and boss her back, Gina gets smaller and smaller. She's always there. She, there's always going to be a Gina with me, but I can learn that I am bigger than Gina and I yeah. can put Gina in her place. She has a place in my life, but that doesn't mean that she's the boss of my life. Right. And so that's exactly what happens here. Yeah. So I'm like, Chuck, like this nice. was like, this yes. was therapy. You just did therapy. Good yeah. job. And, and he even realizes that helping people is okay, but he needs his time. And yes, Crin just gets smaller and smaller as Joey realizes what he really needs is sleep. And a vacation. And a vacation. So all those days that, <laughs> and I am sure that there are many nurses out here that oh have my the goodness. same thing happening yes. to them. And they have all of these days that they haven't taken off. And so he has enough time that he takes two week vacation. And goes to Oregon. Um, and he's just enjoying the forest and the empty beaches and just enjoying the waves and his need for balance is just being filled. And he realizes he enjoys helping people, but he can't do this at the expense of his own health. Yeah. Now I I do want to say that I had this brief thought and Chuck fixed it where I was like, you can't go on a two week vacation when you said you would take care of somebody's dog. It's going to die. Oh, yeah, that's and right. Chuck yeah. took care of it for us. He and did. he threw in this little thing of, he found somebody to take care of the dog yes. for him. So he yep. could go on this vacation. I was like, okay, the dog didn't die. I was like, oh my God, the dog. Yep. <laughs> so we end up now meeting the physical manifestation of your own self care or Borgo. <laughs> These names. Um, and <laughs> Joey says, that's a very sexy name. How is Borgo a sexy name? I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he's here to help Joey get creative. And because in reality, that's something that Joey wants to do too. He wants to be more creative. He wants to kind of explore these different interests he has. And he goes to the art store and he paints the ocean, but in red instead of blue. Like he's like exploring these ideas. And one of the things in there is that, there was somebody at the art store who yep. didn't have enough money. Yeah. 
and Joey is really struggling because he wants to help the person out. And well, he does. He didn't even really think about it. He was like, I've, I've got it. I paid. And my first thought was like, oh, gosh, are you not going to be able to get your art supplies because you paid for this right. person? Um, and so I was like, crap, there is your need to please people. Right. So he like didn't even think about it. He just went ahead and paid for the person's stuff. And then it says, but he still was able to buy his own. And he yeah. had this fear that, oh, no, the manifestation of pleasing people is going to come back and he looks right. all around and it doesn't. Yes. And so it's because, well, his needs were also still taken yes. care of while he was taking care of somebody else, which is absolutely, yes, you can still take care of other people, but you have to make sure your needs are also being taken yeah. care of. It's a called balance. It is. And so we have to have balance within life. And that folks is the end of, of volume our, one of volume one. And we did not read volume two. Yeah, it would not. have taken us forever to get yeah. through another one. Yeah. But I, I loved it. I did. Uh, I did well too. done, Chuck. Absolutely. I am really curious about, I might even just get the other one just so that I could see what the other ones are oh, about. Yeah. I could just totally because see that. I, I loved these. Um, I really, really same, loved these. Same. So let's go into our ratings because I know that we are, we're a long podcast for I this know. first one back to this new year. Um, all right. So do we want to, I would say we go through our normal ratings and then at the end do our um, our secret bookshelf rating. Sure. Sure. Okay. So yeah. where do you want to start for our rating? Um, I don't know. Where do we normally start? <laughs> um, I think writing, writing. Um, I gave three, three out of five. And the reason why not because they weren't, the ideas of the books were very well written. And there were so many aspects of things that were well written, like how he did some of the um, sexual innuendos and that type of thing. But there was a lot of typos. There was. And there was a lot of like very noticeable typos. Yes. And so um, so I think that was really the only reason why I downgraded from, you know, down to three. Yep. I agree. I actually did 2.8. Um, I know me and my weird numbers, <laughs> but I really struggled because I was bit. like, I was going to do a three and then I was like, ah, I don't know. There were, and I wrote down on each one, like there were noticeable yeah. errors in it. Um, the, I mean, the writing, like I've, I've said before too, like through some of these, I was like, some of the things that he said, they were profound, they were well-written. Yes. It was a great way to state it. Like I really, really liked it. So it wasn't so much that, that it was rating, but it was the mm -hmm. errors. Like I yeah. could see visible errors in it. And I don't know, I mean, I don't even know if he does physical books or if he's just e-books, e um, but it just felt like the editor maybe, or maybe there was an editor or yeah. I don't know if he does his own edits. I have not noticed that in his other books. So I don't know why this I don't book I've noticed remember it. that I've no, I can't recall that I'd have to yeah. go back and look yeah. um, at what we've said in the past about yeah. writing, but yeah. All right. Character characters. I gave five out of five because I thought these characters were super interesting. I loved the creativity with the names and whatnot. And I love that he had the intermingling between, you know, unicorns yes. and dinosaurs and Sasquatch, all of that. Yes. Um, I did a four out of five. I don't know why I picked, cause I agree with you. I thought all of the characters were really unique. Um, I don't know why I said four, probably more just because I usually am like, there's not enough background to these people. Sure. Um, but it's also, they're short little stories. Like yeah. you can't really give background. Um, but I, I did four out of five. So yep. story. Um, I did five out of five because I felt like every single one of these stories had something in it that was, especially the last 
like four. Like the first two, I think were a little bit more fun, like you said, but then we got into all these ideas of consent and all these like um, social ideas or constructs that we see that were explored in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. So yes. yeah, absolutely agree. I also did five because yeah. I was like, these were great little like lessons for mm -hmm. each one. Loved it. Loved it. Yes. So overall, um, I was trying to figure out like what my average was and I asked my husband and he said 4.33333333. So I just said 4.33 <laughs> out of I five. Actually, I actually did do, instead of just like eyeballing it, uh -huh. I really did do the math. And so my overall was 3.9. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But look at us. We're like mathing. I know. We're like, okay, I, I need to be legit, like, yeah, yeah. like averaging what's my overall right. for these random numbers that I do. So 3.9. So what was your, our secret bookshelf rating, which I think of as like a, a fuckery level yeah. system. So I was really like, I was kind of, I was at a one and I was looking at a one. I'm like, but there were some like, sexualized aspects of it that I was kind of like the pound, like just even the title, the pounding mm -hmm. or whatever. So I went with 1.5. We didn't really talk about doing points on this. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. So I think I was kind of in between a one and a two, but I leaned more towards one, but I went with 1.5. Yeah. I did one just because I go back to like our original rating scale is one would be like, this is always for adults. Like sure. We never yes. want kids yes. or teenagers to, to listen to this. So as in terms of an adult listening to this, I would say it's a level one. It's yeah. a PG 13. There's not actually sex. There's True. into windows. Like yeah. we do a lot of that in our like media that we watch anyway. Right. That's yeah. all like really mild. I'm like, there's TV shows that yeah. like I watch with my teenage daughter that have that. So, so I said level one, I was like, yeah. this is a really like, easy, low yeah. key episode. It's good. Um, I do want to add in, I pulled up the, about the author because we <laughs> did call him Dr. Chuck Tingle. And so I just wanted to tell you that what it's, says is Dr. Chuck Tingo, Tingle <laughs> is a Hugo nominated erotic author and well, Taekwondo grand master, almost black belt from Billings, Montana. After he received his PhD at DeVry university in holistic massage. <laughs> um, and so, and then it goes on, but I just think that is so funny. Well, that's how we, and then it says that that led him to the creation of the Tingler, Tingler a yes. story so blissfully erotic that it can not be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine. Although the Dingler was more of in the tummy. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it had to be a but, little different. Oh, and his hobbies um, include backpacking checkers and sport. I, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is sport? Um, but we that. know about the Hugo nomination because of Space Raptor Butt Invasion, uh -huh. which is why we picked that one because we're like, wait a minute, it was nominated for a Hugo where we have to read this. So, but it's almost kind of a joke, though. It I is. think, yeah. And I think we yeah. even talked about it. it was more of like a protest yes. of why he was nominated. But I think he. I think somewhere I, I read that it was like two time. So I don't yes. know what the other one was that was nominated. Yeah, I do think there was another place where it said he was a two time nominated. Yeah, so we so. have to look into that too. So, but yeah. yes. Um, Chuck, well, that Chuck, was the Chuck. end of that. Yeah. What are we reading next time? Oh my god. That's gosh. what you're supposed to ask I'm me. supposed to ask you what we're reading. <laughs> Jaylen, what are we reading next time? <laughs> All right. So next time is going to be February 2nd. It's Groundhog Day. So we decided to do our Groundhog book. So we're going to read Given to the Groundhog God. 
And you can only imagine what that book's going to be about. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is by Melanie Nix. So we have done a Melanie Nix book before. Yeah. And so we are going back to one Which of hers. One was hers? I don't remember. I didn't write it down, but I think it was one of, wasn't it? Um, oh, shoot. Was the turkey one? Was no. that Melanie next? I, I don't think, know. I think so. Maybe that kind of fe- feels we'll, like we'll it would We'll figure fit. out for yeah. our next one. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell let you know. I, do, I feel like we liked her writing, so I'm hopeful that we will enjoy this one too. Yeah. So, Ooh. oh my goodness. We well, it is cheers. the end. We are tingling in the new year today. We hope yes. that you guys enjoyed it with us. And happy, happy new year. Happy 2024. Cheers. Right, cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Our Secret Bookshop. Please remember to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to also hit the notifications button so you know when we pull another book from the shelf. If you ever have feedback for us or want to make a book recommendation, you can email us at rsecretbookshelf2023 at gmail.com. See you next time.